Warning, warning, warning. Inside the Mind of Sex explores frank and explicit discussions about human sexuality. The subject matter on this podcast may contain adult themes, explicit language, and graphic descriptions of sexual acts that is not suitable for all listeners. It is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the wild and wonderful world of human sexuality. Our candid conversations with women from all walks of life will challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of what it means to be sexual in today's world. From taboo to titillating, we'll delve deep into the mysteries of human desire, uncovering the secrets that lie within the mind of every sexual being. Real talk, real experiences, and sharing real stories that will make you laugh, blush, and maybe even inspire you to try something new. So buckle up and get ready to discover the fascinating, sometimes funny, always intriguing world of sex with Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's get started. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex. It's your host, Dr. T. And today we are joined by the lovely, the beautiful, the adventurous, the exhibitionist. Her name is Angie, and she is the Demon Slayer. Angie, nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you, and thank you for having me. So I came across you on Twitter, and I just loved some of your exhibitionist videos that you posted. Um, Do you do that for work? Do you have content? Do you sell content on the internet? I actually do now. I just started my Fansly account and going to be doing the OnlyFans account as well. But before that, it was just because it was fun, and I I, I love doing it. So just content. Where can we find you? Yeah, so I do have a Twitter website, um, and it, it's at Dreamslayer67, and that's also um, my ch- uh, not chive fansly. Mm-hmm. And then my Reddit one is a little bit different. It's Final Underscore Reflection Nine Five Seven Nine. That is my Reddit, okay. and then Chive is just Dreamslayer. So I got all those ones. Well, let me first start off by saying this. So for those of you who are watching the video, you will see that our guest is, in fact, naked. Yes. Woo! Oh, she when we talked about doing this episode, she goes, I want to do it, but I want to be naked because I am an exhibitionist. And that is not just content. That is who I am. That is who you are, correct? Exactly. It's exactly who I am. I feel more comfortable being like this. My own little skin. Are you an exhibitionist or are you a naturalist? They join together for me. Um, I'm definitely a nudist and this is just the way I am naturally. It makes me feel free. It makes me feel confident. I wish that everybody would be more open to just being in their birthday suit, you know? And um, I just, I, I feel like I'm finally myself because I haven't always been a nudist. So this is recent and I kind of just started realizing as I was making content um, that I really like this and I feel like actually comfortable in myself again, you know? And so, um, yeah, I don't, it goes both together for me for sure. I will have to say I've spent, um, I spent time in nudist resorts and uh, lifestyle clubs and 
The funny thing is, is that after about 10 or 15 minutes, after you've seen everyone naked and you've seen what everyone has, it, it really falls away and you really just become who you are and you're able to be the real you. And it's quite amazing that clothes can make that much of a difference, but they really do, don't they? It really does. Yeah. Um, the first nudist resort I went to, I went with my fiance and it was kind of nerve wracking for like the first five, 10 minutes. And then boom, all of a sudden it went away and it just became us. And that's just who I am now. Um, and the people there are all judgmental free. Um, everybody just loves everybody. It has nothing to do with your race, um, your sex, your identity, none of that. Um, and how you look like you just are and I love how beautiful that is and I wish the whole world could be like that I think uh I don't know if that will ever happen I was actually having a conversation with my wife the other day about um women being topless in public and she was like I have really mixed feelings on it because you know in America we've sexualized breasts so much that it would Absolutely. be hard it would be hard to flip that switch but it really you know, breasts can be sexual, but really they are feeding mechanisms for babies. And if women have to pull them out and women want to be topless, I don't really see the issue with it. And she said at her course, that's kind of what she believes too, but it would just be real. It would take a generation or two to kind of flip that switch in America, I think. Yep, absolutely. It's all based on society of how people look at you when you don't have clothes on. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with your wife because at the same time, if boobs weren't sexualized, a lot of people with content wouldn't make money or would have followers because it's such a huge thing for their career. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, but here's the thing is I think as long as you're willing to be sexy, having boobs doesn't really matter. I think that, you know, if you're sexy and a sexual person that will permeate through even if you know, boobs weren't sexualized and that's not going to happen in your lifetime and my lifetime. So I don't think you're, you're going to have to worry about that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. You know, I do have a little story. So, um, I ended up standing up naked right outside my house, like literally on my porch. Okay. And the neighbors lost it and got super angry to the point where I can't even go out like into my porch naked anymore. And it makes me angry. I just wanted to say that. Did they call the cops on you or anything? They said they were going to call the cops. They're like, oh, we're going to call the cops. And like, they were really mad yelling, yelling. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm resentful. <laughs> uh, what initially drew you to exhibitionism? You know, it all started with taking pictures, right? And just doing photo shoots. And my fiance and I ended up just loving taking pictures. That was mm -hmm. like a bonding for us and then as time that went on it was more into doing things um in public you know and kind of like pushing things to the limits you know and going more and more intense and uh like I said as time has gone on it's just been my thing now like being in public and just being open and being like take it this is what I'm doing you know it feels so freeing it's kind of like adrenaline you know <clears throat> Can you describe the emotions or sensations you feel typically when you're being an exhibitionist? Yeah. Um, it's like I had three cups of coffee. It's like I immediately get energized. I could be exhausted. We do a video and I'm just ready to go. Um, and then I also just feel like empowering and like just being like, this is, this is who I am. It makes me feel free. 
Um, and just, I don't know, a confident, yeah. badass bitch. That's honestly how I feel. Just a great, I don't know, my whole body gets all tingly. Like I said, the best thing I could describe it is like, you took ecstasy while drinking coffee. Like you just put it all together. <laughs> have you ever had any negative reactions and how have you dealt with it? Yeah, absolutely. So there are certain people that will be around while I'm doing it and like they don't approve of it or they kind of they're really awkward and uncomfortable because society right like I remember doing one of my naked drive-through videos and the guy was just so like wouldn't even look um was super short wanted to make sure that the food was out real quick and and it was just so uncomfortable um I hate those moments but I still won't give up I'll keep going <laughs> do you have any moments that have been you know, super memorable or actually rewarding after you've done them. You're like, oh, that was very a very cool experience that happened, and I'm glad I got to have it. Oh my god, there's so many of them. Um, there's one where we did it was another drive through video, and this lady was actually the one taking care of our food, and she's giving us the food, giving back their card or whatever, and she goes, "Wow, that is a nice rack," and I was like well, thank you. And it was just such a cool moment. Cause it was like woman to woman, like just empowering each other. And that was like one of my favorite moments. And of course the, you know, uh, flashing the titties to like the guys or whatever. Um, the home Depot videos. I love that. I love one of the coworkers. He was super sweet and respectful and that was a good moment. Um, but I love just when people, laugh and smile and just kind of you see a little shield like kind of mm. go off you know like from their faces and like they're just enjoying the moment with me those are such good moments there's so many yeah have you ever been on like a nude vacation or a uh getaway where you spent you know a large amount of time naked and how long was it and was it hard to go back to normal life after that Oh gosh. Yes. Um, so like I said, I haven't always been a nudist and my fiance and I wanted to try it. And we've been, we go to this nudist resort that's kind of close by to us. Um, and instead of like going somewhere else, we'll be like, let's go there. And it's, um, like we never want to leave when we, when we get there. Um, we've been there, I'd say about four, four, maybe five times. And it'll be like in the span of three days or three to four days. Um, and the last time actually, when we went, we paid for another day because we didn't want to leave. But when we get back home, it's sad. It's like really, it's really depressing because I, I feel my most wholesome self there, you know, um, when I'm at a nudist resort and the people there, you know, like I said, they're just super kind and judgmental free. Like everybody's just there just trying to be free, you know, and just be naked. And it's, uh, I want to live there. Honestly, you can, but it's a lot of money, but maybe one day <laughs> I want to live at a nudist resort, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I love the switch of becoming nudist. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really learning to find myself more and more, really get to know myself and becoming more confident each day. Like there's so many benefits to it. And I'm just glad that I decided to make this decision, you know. Can you tell us the name of the resort? It's called Laguna del Sol. And it's uh, 
in Wilton of California. Hmm. So if anyone wants to dude, come on down and we'll hang out. <laughs> Are there any misconceptions about exhibitionism that you would like to clarify? Um, I feel like people will take it offensively and um, think that it's a inappropriate thing and, or that it's uh, like, I'll be doing it around children or something, or, uh, you know, that it's, it's something that's super just disrespectful, but I don't, it's not like that. Um, it's not my fault if somebody feels judgmental towards it, you know? Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of people will judge me for that. And it's like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be myself and, hopefully get some smiles out there, you know? And it's, I don't know. It's more about just me wanting to make people smile and just to be myself. It's just being myself. That's all it is. Is there any advice that you would give someone who would like to be an exhibitionist or a nudist and how would they get started? Yeah. So it's kind of just like a little bit each time. Um, like if you want to go into the grocery store and just kind of even and people might not even be around, but it's the fact that you're in the store, right? And just kind of do a little nip slip real quick. Like you kind of just warm yourself up to it. And then you get to a point where you're just running around naked and taking videos and everybody's seeing your stuff and you don't even care. But um, yeah, I would definitely take it slow because it it is something different, you know, especially around being in society. Uh, but um, just being yourself, just remember that. It's all about what you want to do. And if this makes you happy, then do it. Have you ever had to deal with any legal ramifications due to your exhibitionism? Yes. Well, I'm actually on ankle monitor right now for it. Well, so, that, that's a story. We need to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I ended up going into a store and it was the wrong place at the wrong time. I ended up getting in trouble for being naked and totally ruined my video, by the way. But I'm not I'm not bad. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm on ankle monitor for a little bit um, for actually being uh, nude in public. And, uh, you know, it's just that's kind of, I guess, the perks of what you what I want to do in, in this career. <laughs> Can we see your ankle monitor? Yes, you can. Hold on. Don't judge my brown socks. There it is. There's the bad boy. Doesn't know you're naked. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not going off. Right? It just agrees if you're naked and you go to jail. <laughs> That'd be so bad. <laughs> You've had some legal ramifications. Will you stop mm -hmm. being an exhibitionist? Absolutely not. I actually still go. So I have like four hours of free time on Saturdays and I still try to squeeze in content and go and uh, do some public flashing and stuff. Um, I actually did yesterday. So I have some videos that will come out again this week, but I'm not giving up. I'm still doing it. I don't care. You can't stop me. Well, this was not a lifestyle you were raised in. No, it's not, you know, and I, um, and I also like, kind of always haven't been super comfortable in my skin either. I've had a lot of trauma as a kid and as an adult. Um, but yeah, no, my 
oh my gosh, if my family knew if I was a nudist, cause they don't yet, but I don't really talk with them. So it makes sense, but, um, they would be completely against it. You know, um, I'm definitely like the black sheep of the family <laughs> and like, um, just kind of, they think I'm weird and quirky, which I am, I am weird and quirky and I love that about myself, but yeah. Um, I just recently, I would say like, give it a couple of years. Like I've finally like been comfortable in my skin. And it honestly was like by doing more content and being out in the open and like being, and then becoming a nudist. It's like, that's when I really am starting to like find myself and it's fucking rad. Let's get into some of the survey questions. Cause we want to know more about you. We want to know more about Angela, the dream slayer. Are you ready to answer some questions? Ready. Bring it. All right. What is your age, race, and marital status? Sure. So I am Caucasian. I'm 34 years old. Engaged. Do you work outside of creating content? Yes, I do. What is your sexuality? I'm bisexual. Would you consider yourself a sexual person? Absolutely. Yes. On a scale of one to 10. 10. <laughs> I love it. I love sex. I love being sexual. It's just, oh, I love it. I've always been that way. I'm like horny a lot. I'm cool with it. According to you, <laughs> not according to me, not according to your fiance, according to you, what is the sexiest part of your body? Ooh. I would honestly have to say, I, oh, either my eyes or my back. Well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, eyes. My fiance loves my back, and I've heard a lot of things about my back, and I think it's just, it's like it curves, and it like has the inverted area where your spine is, and I don't know for some reason, it's apparently a sexy thing. I think that's just where they like it because that's where the cum will pull up when you come on your back. <laughs> it's Right? Yeah. Next sex as my stomach then apparently. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell me one of your big turn offs. Ooh. Probably like in general, turn offs is being just being uh like rude, being mean. Mm -hmm. Um I'm very big on personality. So if you are like judgmental or have a snooty little attitude or you're um, so cocky to the point that it makes me want to vomit. That's like my biggest turnoff because if you don't have the personality, like there's no way you could have anything else. You know what I mean? What is one of your biggest turn ons? Oh God. Hmm. Biggest turn on. Like the, and I think it has to go again with personality, just being funny. I love laughing. I love when people can just joke around and just be silly because I'm very much like that. But yeah, you could, you could be a dork and quirky and hilarious and I'll be like, let's, let's fuck. Do you have a favorite uh, pet name? Favorite pet name? Yeah. Like they call people? Or you get called like, hey, you're princess, you're a slut, you're a whore, you're beautiful, you're queen. What are you? 
Oh. Baby girl, what are you? Baby. Just baby or mama. Hmm. My fiance calls me both of those and oh, I love it. So I'd like to talk to you about masturbation. Okay. Bring it. Do you, do you remember the first time that you ever masturbated where the goal was to come? Absolutely. I do. The first time it was it was like one of those like really soft porns on TV. Like it's it's like the ones that you can have on TV and it's like kind of like a soap opera and like it's very sexual, but it's mm -hmm. not like you don't see everything. I was watching that. It was like three in the morning and my mom was asleep and I was like, well, I'm going to try this out. So I ended up using <laughs> I ended up using one of my brushes because it had like the ribbed rubber on it, like mm -hmm. for the handle. I used that and then I ended up also like remembering like laying on my stomach and I masturbated and came because I can come over and over and over, which is like an awesome thing. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I didn't stop until four hours later. Like my clit was going to fall off. It was it was bad. So <laughs> yeah. you were just rubbing your clit against your brush and you just kept coming and coming and coming? No, I was using the brush for inside. Um, and then I would rub my clit like constantly and it, it would just keep coming. And I was like, this is the best feeling in the world. And then I, and it's like four hours later and like, I can't even move. Like I was depleted and I didn't realize that it wears you out like that. How many times a week would you say you masturbate? Ooh, probably like at least three, but it's mostly sex with the fiance. And then we masturbate each other. <laughs> Do you have sex toys? Oh, my God, yeah. I have, like, a whole big bag of them. And they just, yeah. I got butt plugs. I got dildos. I got vibrating dildos. Like, one's the rabbit. I got um, a clip vibrator, which is my favorite. Her name's Pinky. And what else do I have? Oh, I have um, Hank, who's just, like, a t just a dildo. He's, like, awesome. Um, and then I haven't gotten to this one yet. It was like a couple times that I've done it, but her name's Bertha and she's huge. And she's like, when I graduate, but I've done it a couple times, but yeah, I have plenty of sex toys. So your favorite is named. My favorite it is pinky. That's the, the clit vibrator. Do you watch porn? You know what? To be honest with you, not really. I, I have sometimes, um, but it's definitely not a common thing for me, which is weird, I guess. But to me, porn is just, it's just extremely fake and I, I can feel it that it's fake. So it's hard for me to like really get into it. Mm -hmm. But there, there's definitely been times though, like with the fiance and I, where we were watching porn and doing sexual things with each other and it was amazing. But yeah, that's not really my thing. When you masturbate toy-free, what is the perfect number of fingers? Two. What do you do with those two fingers? So the two for the clit, and then I'll finger myself with the two fingers as well, but it's mostly the clit that I like. Like, I love the clit action and the coming from that. So wait, is it two or is it four? Is it two inside and two on the clit or two just on the clit? Just, yeah, just two at a time. That's it. 
I go back and forth. Huh. So can you describe to us just a run of the mill average Thursday? What is a session of your masturbation? What does it look like? Yeah. So I definitely bring pinky pinky in. That's like my clip vibrator. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I'll just, I'll lay down with a little bit of sitting up like with my pillows. Cause for some reason I like that better. I usually have my right leg up cause it makes me feel more comfortable and uh, I just start centrally rubbing myself. And um, sometimes like I'll have the my fingers in my vagina. And then actually I call it a puss puss, but in my puss puss. And then I'll have the pinky and I'll just use it on my clit and just go to town. And it just kind of goes on. And like I said, I can go for hours if I wanted to. Uh, to the point where, like, I'm completely depleted and I have no serotonin or dopamine in my body. And <laughs> it's bad. But, um, yeah, that's, us- that's usually what it is. Whenever you come, whenever you have a masturbation session, is it one orgasm and you stop? Or do you keep going for, I know you say you can, but what do you generally do? I'll go for as long as I can. <laughs> I'll just keep going. I, like, to the point where my clit is, like, extremely raw and swollen. And then, like, I can't touch it for a few days because that's how intense I was with it. Have you ever been caught masturbating? No, I haven't. I haven't. That's weird. Not even by your boyfriend or your fiancé? Well, no, because I'll just tell him or he'll know that I'm doing it, you know? I, I don't think I've ever... No. No. Have you ever masturbated in public? Yes, I have. What is your most memorable time of you masturbating in public? There was an experience at the movie theaters. That was pretty awesome. Um, definitely masturbating on the river, which was fun. That was cool. There's actually like a little clip about it too on, on my page. Um, Walmart for sure. Like I was in the cart. This was recently. I was in the shopping cart and I brought my dildo with me and I was just going to town in the cart while grocery shopping. Have you ever masturbated in public where it has not been for content? Yes. That would be like the movie theaters. Um, What happened in the movie theater? Yeah. So it was with my ex-boyfriend. I was, this was actually really young. It was in my early twenties and I don't know, just I was super horny and I just decided to just start masturbating. And like he didn't even know I was doing it for a little bit. And then he looked over and he was like, oh, this is happening. Cool. Um, But I I don't know. It was like a scary movie. So it was even more intense because of all the jump scares and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I I was just really horny that night. I definitely know that. Um, But yeah, I, I, I came a few times in there and then I ate popcorn. It was like a great experience. <laughs> I came in and I ate popcorn. That's, you know, that's every experience that I've ever had. So that's, that's all right. Right. I'm obsessed with food too. So it's, yeah, it's perfect. All right. So I would like to play a little game with you. Are you ready? I'm ready. It is called. Flicking the bean. Flicking the bean. 
these are unconventional ways that you have masturbated and you will tell us if you've done them or not. Ooh, okay. Pillow humping. Yes. Using the bathtub faucet. Yes. A shower head. Yes. Hands free. No. Washing machine. Yes. <laughs> but did you come? No, I didn't. But it felt good. The vibration was too weak. <laughs> that's, that, that's you know, out, out, out of everything that women tell me, that's generally what they tell me. is like, like they try it and it's like, it's not enough. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Electric toothbrush. No. It's a good idea. You know what you're doing when you get done here. Um, <laughs> right. I got to go buy an electric toothbrush. I'll be back. <laughs> a motorcycle or any other motorized vehicle? No. Edge rubbing. Edge rubbing? Yeah. Like going up to a table and rubbing your, your pussy on the edge of something? Absolutely. Yeah. Leg bouncing. No. Interesting. I'm going to try that one too. Jacuzzi jet. Yes. Can you think of, oh, I, here's another one that, that I've gotten the last couple of weeks. Horseback riding. No. I've actually never been horseback riding. I need to. Well, a lot of, uh, one of the things that Lady have said told me they've done is there's a lot of up and down and they rub their pussy on the saddle. I can see that. Can you think of any that we missed? Yes, so it actually reminded me of the horseback riding. Um, mechanical bull. I used to work at this place called Saddle Ranch in Los Angeles. And on our off time, we were able to use the mechanical bull whenever we wanted. And it was before our shift was like ready to get going. Definitely did that. Definitely tried it. It was it was pretty awesome. Did you yeah, come? Yeah, but I didn't. No, I didn't come because people started coming in. So they ruined it. <laughs> Didn't want to get fired. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Dr. T. Let's take a deep dive into the world of pleasure tech. Oh, yes, we're talking about the game-changing device known as the Motor Bunny. Buckle up, or should I say saddle up, because this is going to be one wild ride. So what is the Motor Bunny, you say? Well, picture this. It's a straddle-style sex machine that's engineered to deliver earth-shattering orgasms. Oh, and did I mention you can enjoy this solo or with a partner? That's right, let's share the love. Now I know what you're asking, what sets this apart from its competitors? Well, first off, it's extremely affordable. Second off, it's teeming with features. Not only does it have a range of attachments for you to experiment with, but it also boasts app integration. That's right, control the pleasure from your smartphone. Imagine the fun and all the long distance possibilities. In terms of versatility, it can be customized with an array of attachments. Most of these include insertable components for that satisfying internal stimulation. In other words, this machine is your personal playground. However, what really catches my eye is the comparison with its closest rival, the Sibian. Not only is the Motor Bunny superior quality, but also more technically advanced. And the cherry on top, it costs so much less. So you're getting more bang, pun absolutely intended, for your buck. If you're looking to elevate your pleasure game, the Motor Bunny is like having a VIP ticket to the Orgasm Olympics. 
Whether you're riding solo or spicing things up with a partner, this machine is the pleasure tech you didn't know you needed so bad. Motor Bunny is teaming up with Inside the Mind of Sex to offer our listeners an amazing discount. Go to MotorBunny.com and when you check out, use the promo code INSIDE to get a nice, thick discount off your order. That's MotorBunny.com, promo code INSIDE. Hey, happy riding. I would like to talk about your sexual history. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Pretty open. At what age did you lose your virginity? 17. Was it a positive experience? Uh, it was a funny experience. And I, I don't know if I would count this part. So we started doing stuff. And by the time he went to put it inside me, he already came. So I wouldn't count that. And then the next night, though, it was a great experience. Yeah, he put he like put candles out and like apple cider and it was outside and then, you know, under the stars. It was awesome. Like for a 17 year old's virginity to be gone, you know, tell me about the first time that you came face to face with a hard cock and what went through your mind. Yeah, so that was. um, Oh, yeah, it was after a school dance. Um, I looked at it and I didn't know what to do with it at first. Cause obviously, you know, I hadn't done that. And I was like, this is, it was kind of overwhelming, but I was also super intrigued and excited. And that's when like the experimenting started. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> I guess. What'd you do with it? I tried to give him a blow job, but I wasn't experienced at that time. I mean, I am now. I'm great at blowjobs now. But then I wasn't. So I tried. And then I tried to do, like, the hand job thing. Like, it was like I was trying to figure out how to play this game, you know? And I just didn't know yet. So, yeah, it was <laughs> it was a little weird at first. But then, like I said, each, each cock you decide – or each cock you get better practice makes perfect. How many times a month would you say that you fuck? Ooh. That's a lot. Um, three, six, nine. Like more than half of the month, for sure. So out yeah. of 30 days, you're fucking 15 of them? Maybe 20. Probably 20. But we want more. We could do every day if we wanted to, which we're going to do. Does size matter? You know, it does because, like, usually it's like, oh, the bigger the better. It's not. Like, the if it's huge, it fucking hurts. No, Like, no woman wants that. Um, and then also, you know, if it's super, super tiny, like, there's you don't, you don't feel anything. I love when it's, like, right in the middle. Just, like, an average, beautiful dick. It's perfect for the woman. So I guess you would say, yeah, it does matter. What is the biggest cock you've ever fucked? I think it was nine, nine inches, but I, I'm not quite sure. I would say estimatedly it was about nine inches, but it was like also really girthy and, and it was not enjoyable. <laughs> did you freak out when you saw it? Yes, I did. 
It's like, what the fuck do I do with this? Like, you can't even give it a proper blowjob or, like, hand job. Like, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. I want to, like, take over. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Yes, I have. (laughs) Why? Why? Because it wasn't enjoyable. I hated it. It wasn't, I wasn't horny or I didn't really like the person. Um, Yeah. And I just wanted it to end. Luckily, I don't do that with my fiance. So that's nice because it's like real. But in the past, like, you know, if it was like a one night stand or even like a boyfriend and I just wasn't into it, I would definitely fake it. Have you had sex with a woman? Absolutely. Tell me about the first time where you had sex with a woman. Sure. Um, I was living in Los Angeles. And so I've actually, I've done a lot of experimenting with women prior to that. Um, Like, honestly, since I was nine years old, I had been doing stuff with with girls. Um, And that's when, like, I was like, oh, I really like both, you know? Um, But the first time, like, actually being an adult and being sexual with a woman um it was an amazing experience like it was something it was just super sensual and we ended up actually dating too for like some months um but yeah it it was it's different than man woman sex it's definitely a just like I don't know how to explain it it's like sensual and very like uh calm and soft you know it's just like this beautiful like cosmic energy that you get with the woman to woman and I knew I was like yeah I'm definitely I definitely love women (laughs) but I've always known that but yeah it was awesome how old were you the first time you had pussy in your mouth Ooh, I was, it was like 20. Yeah, I was 20 years old. So. (laughs) What is your bra size? I think I'm a 36C or it could be a D now. I'm not sure. They fluctuate, but I've always averaged been 36C. Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction where like your tits go spilling out or, you know, something embarrassing that happened to you like that? Yes. So I also love acting, right? Mm -hmm. And I would do theater productions and oh God, it was so embarrassing. Like actually the, my skirt ended up, it was like this dancing skirt. It ended up ripping and it fell off. Um, And I wasn't wearing underwear because when you kind of wear underwear when you're dancing and you have to wear like these, uh, these like tights or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, uncomfortable it looks weird when you're on stage and my skirt ended up falling off and so all it was was like these like uh very nude skinny tights with no underwear on and I was humiliated at the time like you're I'm in front of like a whole crowd of people and I was like like it was I ended up actually like running off the stage because I obviously it was like a wardrobe malfunction anyways so I shouldn't be on stage dancing without a skirt on but yeah, it was a it was hard. It was hard for me to actually do the show the next day. 
And then I look back on it and I'm like, if that was me today, I'd be like, well, here I am. <laughs> but do, yeah, it was <laughs> embarrassing. Do you like nipple play? Yes. So I do. I don't like when it's super light on my nipple. Like if you're just kind of like lightly playing with it, I hate it. It feels so fucking weird to me, but I do like um, light pinching and I do like sucking on the nipple. I don't like biting though. Biting hurts. What turns you on most about women? Ooh. Not, not emotionally, not, I'm talking physically. What physically turns you on most about women? I love butts. Butts. Like if you have a butt, I love it. <laughs> I'm all about a nice, perfect sized shaped butt. Because then I can squeeze it and kiss it and lick it. <laughs> have you had sex or an orgasm today? No, but I'm going to. You're going to. Yeah. What's the most number of orgasms you've had in one day? Oh, God. I can't even tell you that because, like I said, I've gone up to four hours of coming and masturbating. Um, I'm trying to think, like, my fiance and I were trying to do it mathematically before, but I mean, I would say probably like every 10 seconds I would go back to it and come. So if you mathematically do that in four hours, like an orgasm every 10 seconds, whatever that math is, do you, can you tell me that? 24. If you, every 10, well, every 10 seconds is six, every 10, every six seconds is, is so it would be 20, actually it would be 24 orgasms every minute. 24 times 60 is, is a bunch. It's like thousands. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally how many I can do and I'm done. And then, like I said, my clit will be super raw and then I can't touch it for a few days, but worth it. <laughs> how do you feel about cum? I love, well, I love semen for sure. Cum is like, I love swallowing. I'm definitely that. Um, I'm all about it. Have you ever squirted? Yes. Yes, I have. Actually, my fiance is the first person that ever made me squirt. And it was a lot. Tell me about that first time. I was insanely surprised and excited. I was like, holy shit, this just happened. Um, and it's cool because it's a different feeling than coming like with your G-spot or coming with your clit. It's a different feeling and it feels so good. But I remember like after we, or when we finished, he's like, baby, look. And it like squirted on the TV from the bed. And there was a little bit like on her bed. And I was like, oh, I just squirted. Well, later on, um, not that day, but like a few weeks later, or a few months later or something, we ended up going back to that. And I was like nonstop for like a week straight and it was drenched, like drenched the freaking bed. Like we have pictures about it because it had obviously it needed to be documented. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it feels amazing and it just feels, it's just awesome. Like, I love it. 
I can remember one time that I was fucking my wife and um, she was on her side. She had her leg through my legs and she was on her side and I'm just nailing her G spot and I could just feel her fucking coming and coming and squirting and squirting. And I looked down and I'm kneeling in like a foot of goddamn squirt. It was so much. I was like, God damn, I am in love. That's amazing. Yeah. It's such a good experience. And then like on top of it, you kind of feel like I'm sure, you know, making a woman squirt, like I'm sure it feels exhilarating too. And you're like, fuck yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> Have you ever had a threesome? foursome or moresome yes i have i have four the biggest one was four women plus me so five women and then the dude was actually like sitting in the corner just masturbating watching us the whole time and it was just us five women going at it it was an awesome night yes is that an orgy i would say it is right more than four like more than four to me is an orgy okay then yeah it was an orgy i mean yeah it's, it makes more sense than like oh yeah it was a five some like what no orgy but yeah it was awesome would you like to watch your mate have sex with someone else oh god i've thought about this so many times and it honestly i'm very like protective and I, I get really uncomfortable thinking about him having sex with somebody else. We've talked about having a threesome with another woman, which like I'm all about it. And then also I like picture him having sex with her and I freak out. So I'm definitely, that's something I'm trying to work on by being more comfortable because I would love to experience that with the love of my life. You know what I mean? I think it would be exhilarating and really cool. But I think it's like, I just have to like, just get more confident with it because I trust him. I do. Um, but it's just my, I think it's my own insecurities, you know? Would you like to watch him watch you fuck? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> it was actually his best girlfriend. <laughs> and we all ended up like hanging out and her and I ended up having sex and, and my fiance and her husband were watching. And you just couldn't make that jump to doing more? Like, what do you mean? Like him included? Or like full swap or? Eh, no. And it was just kind of like very uh, like quick. What is your body count? Ooh. I think it's like 28 or 29, and that's including females and males. Do you rack up all five of the girls from that orgy? You're like one, two, three, four, five. Are they in that count? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely figured out the numbers. <laughs> oh, and it is 29 now because I was just saying like my fiance's best friend that I had sex with. So that would be 29. 29 people. Tell me about the biggest <laughs> orgasm you've ever had. Oh. I would say it's always anal when my fiance does anal on me. Um, especially like with his fingers. Like I can't handle it. I've I think there was it was like I had dildo that he was using and then he's using fingers and it was just insane. And my clit was swollen. Like 
I lost it. Like it was huge. I'll never forget that one. And I've had many of those, but it's always has to do with my butt. <laughs> what is on your sex bucket list? Oh boy. Uh, like I want to do something like crazy. Like, uh, if, if, if I could have sex on a roller coaster, I would do that, but I don't think that's possible. So like something like having sex in a hot air balloon, I'd want to do that. Or, or, I mean, the bucket list is definitely having a three way. I really do want to do that. But yeah, I don't know. Just something crazy. I can't think of it. Just something out there. Something wild. Would you like to have a threesome with your fiance and another man? No, just a, just a woman. I got enough mail. <laughs> have you ever been fisted? No, I haven't. But there's definitely like almost a full hand in my in my butt from my fiance, but that's the closest we've gone to fisting. Since this is anonymous, which it's not, but since this is anonymous and you can tell me whatever you want, what is your biggest sexual secret? Dude, that's hard because I'm very open with my sexuality. So I've always wanted to do like a vampire play and just like suck each other's blood. <laughs> it sounds so creepy when I say it out loud. But just like really go vampire to vampire and like do the whole thing and just fuck and like bite each other and like, yeah, that's like my biggest sexual secret, to be honest. But I'm also open about that. So I don't know. I'm pretty open about sexuality. I would like to thank tonight's guest. Her name is Angela. She's the Dream Slayer. You can catch her on OnlyFans, Twitter, lots of places. Go to the front of the podcast so you can find out where she's at. I want to thank her for being open and honest and giving us just a tiny peek inside the mind of her sex. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. And you kept your shirt off the whole time. That's why. That's what I do. Naked. Are you ready to share your unique experiences and help others feel accepted in their own sexual journeys? Then we want you to be a guest on Inside the Mind of Sex. Our podcast is a safe and open space to discuss all things related to sexuality, and we want to hear from you. If you're 18 or older and interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to us at guest at insidethemindofsex.com. That's guest at insidethemindofsex.com. Let's start a meaningful conversation together.